0: FM Rewind, File 88.1.
1: Area code. The department has been dragged to court so many times. Um, but yes, now the courts have stopped home affairs from blocking, um, people's ID numbers without giving them a notice as uh, they will not al- be allowed to do that anymore. Um, three organizations that bring us to court, as I had said, um, to the Pretoria High Court. To speak to us more about this is, uh, Sir Craig Smith, who is an immigration lawyer. Good morning, Sir Craig. Thank you so much for taking the time to speak to us. Can we start off here? Good morning, Kamala. Yes. <laughs> Can we start off by the practice of blocking IDs without notice and how it's violating a person's right? Because, I mean, I can't have an ID today and then tomorrow I'm told, actually, you don't have an ID because your ID number is blocked. And I don't know the reasons to it.
0: Right. So your starting point, I remember your, your uh, the constitution and the various fundamental rights are your apex rights in South Africa. And there's a specific section, Section 33 of the Constitution, that guarantees every person, not just a South African. It could be any person. It could be a foreigner. You could be an legal foreigner. Every person has the right to administrative action that is lawful, reasonable, and procedurally fair. And I think a lot of people don't realize this. Now, what is administrative action? Administrative action is, is government conduct, uh, decision-making by government and how it may affect you. So it gives you the right to demand transparency and accountability to that government organization. In this instance, it's the Department of Home Affairs. So in essence, the court pronounced a few days ago that the conduct of what they call ID blocking is where they place a marker against the ID number of a particular person and it invariably then just becomes blocked. The main issue that the court had, and rightly so, and in fact Home Affairs conceded it, is that it lacked administrative justice. As I heard in your opening, uh, it's it's mind-boggling how uh, someone, uh, an organization or the Home Affairs can sort of covertly, under the radar, block someone's ID without them knowing about it, which has a devastating effect on that particular individual, um, and the court went on to cite all the negative consequences, etc. The one thing, of course, that home affairs didn't, in as much as they conceded that administratively their conduct was unsound, they still uh, attempted to salvage the situation and say, "Well, it wasn't unconstitutional," but the court disagreed.
1: And said, it is unconstitutional. Well, look, that is true. But then, now the person that is saying, my ID has been blocked. What steps do I go about to check and make sure that it's not blocked anymore? Especially because now the courts are saying, look here, what you did was wrong. It was unconstitutional. You were supposed to notify the person. And probably there could have been a way of fixing it, right? Well, absolutely. Absolutely.
0: You know, uh, the history when, when the court made the judgment obviously cited the, the history of the matter. And you would note that there was endless communications from the attorneys to Home Affairs. And Home Affairs, in the judge's words, were lackadaisical. They didn't respond to those aggrieved parties who, who now found their ID blocked. They ignored communications to those, uh, individuals' attorneys. And, and just before, as exchanging the court papers they then home affairs made certain concessions Um, but what can the individual do if they have uh, experienced the problem well one uh, it's probably recommended to go to an attorney although you don't Um, but this particular judgment will certainly support their cause if they do find that their IDs have been blocked this particular judgment will protect them And it will oblige the department to unblock um, their ID, to allow them to still live and use uh, the benefit of public services and private services. The question is, if that um, aggrieved individual who has been blocked walks into home affairs, the question is, where will home affairs suddenly get off their hands? and actually approach the person and and service that person correctly in accordance with the order. I'm not so certain about that, and you'd probably find that that person has to go to an attorney to enforce their rights. The one thing we need to remember is, we don't know, I'm not uh, sure, whether Home Affairs have appealed this judgment. Because if they appeal this judgment, it, it, it stays the effect. Um... And, you know, home affairs gives a lot of assurances, but it's when when they get caught out, they give give assurances. And and one wonders whether they will simply pay lip service to this judgment.
1: Can we talk about the home affairs and the fact that they've been to court a lot? I mean, it was um, the, the ZEP issue and then now this and so many other things as well. And they believe that they're trying to fix the country. What's your opinion on that?
0: Well, okay, I'll, I'll give you, a, you you an idea. Um, you know, immigration—they set out in the preamble of the act to, you know, effectively to to encourage immigration for the sake of economic growth, skills, a whole host of things. But obviously, talk. But they also, at the same breath, mention about a human rights-based approach to enforcement and and the rights of, of applicants and whatnot. But home affairs are not, this is is the tip of the iceberg. ID blocking is just one aspect, one instance of egregious conduct. Um, My specific practice gets so many um, disgruntled foreign applicants from all walks of life. Super wealthy to, not super wealthy, who all face the same common denominator and that is Again, I'll use this word, lackadaisical decision-making, poor decision-making, decision-making where they don't apply their minds, matters where they go outside of the law. And, you know, you're only as good as the, of your some parts here. And what I see is not just ID blocking. It's decision-making on, on immigration applications, permanent residency. Uh, 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 permanent residence, temporary residence. People leaving the country who are banned. Now, what we must also remember is if we go back to the ultimate preamble, which is the stated intentions of the Immigration Act, we are not doing justice to encouraging uh, economic growth. We are not doing justice to those who have skills. Critical skills have become problematic. Those people from abroad who have lots of skills to add are simply being excluded. Again, a bit like uh, ID blocking for the most um, arbitrary reasoning, irrelevant considerations. And then let's move to the, the, the uber wealthy, the very rich. Now, a lot of people may not like the idea of rich people coming to South Africa, but you must also understand that we 've got a very small group of taxpayers, these people are, who are super rich have to pay their way in fact, some many of these applicants have to pay home affairs one hundred and twenty thousand rand upon the approval of their permanent residence now this this should this should be a no brainer this should be where our home affairs are entertaining these people. but do you know how many people approach me? because they're not getting a decision of the years, um, or if they are getting a decision, the most arbitrary decision is being taken. How this can be remedied, and I don't think the portfolio committee uh, within Parliament who should oversee the conduct of the executive are doing are doing justice to society, to our population. And I, I. it's a complex issue, but sadly, I would say... Um, that it starts at the top. You have to have the right people in the right place to do the job um, on a consistent, repetitive basis. We have so much to offer. We Christmas time, you see millions of, of foreigners who come into South Africa, and they're spending money. Mm-hmm. So, but what home affairs seems to do is this. They take a knee-jerk reaction to the bad apples they say there are people here illegally and they sadly transport those their ideas across the board to deal with all foreign people so it really does need a revamp the minister's explanation and solution for this is to change all the immigration related laws whether it's the it could be the identification act the citizenship all that. he thinks that by doing that all the, the ills that they face and all the litigation they face will go away. Now that's imprudent, that's foolish. It's not. It probably will attract more litigation. So I, I, I think you have to have the right people at the top to properly control the destiny of home affairs and their mandate, which is, is obviously to support the population, the citizenry, uh the economy and and this this is actually not happening. So this is just one instance. This is not the be all and end all. This is one instance why they become so litigated and sadly in many cases obstructive in their litigation with a sense of arrogance. So mm. if you ask for a solution, I don't know where that solution's gonna come from, but it has to come from above. Whether it's the president, uh, whether it's certain committees that have to fall in place to, to oversee, but sadly I don't think the portfolio committee are doing any favors for the, the population, the citizenry, um, and, and that's unfortunate.
1: Well, unfortunately, we have to leave it there because of time. But thank you so much. I hear exactly what you're saying. And I guess we'll now leave it to the listener to make their own conclusion around it. But everything you said was very valid and straight to the point. Thank you so much. Thank you, Thomas. You keep well. Bye-bye. Bye. Bye. It's always a pleasure having him on the show. His name is Craig Smith. He's an immigration lawyer. And he was talking about the issue right now when it comes to the courts saying ID blocking without notice will not be tolerated as they have stopped home affairs to do so. Area
0: code. FM Rewind. File 88.1.